Mifton down. Mifton. Yeah. Um, Mifton Pete. Mifton Pete. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be Mifton Pete. Mift. Don't be Mifton and Pete. I don't know. It's a real world. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real. I don't. It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's. Not in your vocab. Down to done. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Good morning and welcome. There's a four, eight, seven. Oh, down to dunk. I am Luke. Joy this morning with Andrew. Spandrel. Taylor. It's hard to see what it is I see in Spandrel. <laughs> and Jay. Hey. You can find hey. us on CLNS Media, dailythunder.com, dash radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Or, of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. <laughs> so little sister hazel to start the pod That's good, man sister hazel wow. what's, what's up dude i stumbled what's upon up? that song just recently like i found some like 90s playlist on spotify and i was like huh love this song it's a great, it's a great song it was a good song it was in my dreams last night that's why <laughs> oh, i sang Lord. it this morning andrew tell him i don't give a crap about your dream <laughs> Or what song played in it? I'm gonna always force dream content down your throat <laughs> on this podcast. I know. I There's know. all the content in different ways. Dream content is going to be coming up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jay? what? Jay? Jay, is, Jay can't breathe. He's dream I don't do is strange. <laughs> uh, oh, dream content <laughs> is a good band name. Ooh, yes, that is a good. We band. are dream content. Andrew hates you. Also a great song, Liquid Dreams by O-Town. So the Thunder are heading into the All-Star <laughs> break. <laughs> they beat the Memphis Grizzlies the other night uh, in a game that it felt like they were only interested in for like seven total minutes. Maybe like the end of the first half and then the last five minutes of the game. Uh, there was a lot of disinterest happening so among strange. the Memphis Grizzlies and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everybody's ready for the break. And the fans, like yeah. everybody's just like, man. Really, the only person that cared about that game was Andrew Harrison, who I haven't looked this up, but it's got to be a career high. It was a career high. 28, 28 points. Yes. He just works so hard to get underneath Russ's skin. Yes. And Russ hates him. Hates him. Hates him. And it's great. Andrew I don't Harrison. Know what he said when he dunked that. I mean, he had that huge dunk. Oh, my God. I don't know what he said to Andrew Harrison, but it was not. That it's not podcast appropriate. No. Probably not. Could not be. Andrew's twin bro out of the league, right? Yes. He is. Awkward. Aaron. That's awkward. so awkward, oh. man. Yeah. That's what happens to Aaron's. What? I said awkward. Yeah, please. Say the yeah, word. well, don't say it again. Alex Brina Scott Hurt <laughs> injured his hip. Uh, we don't know how severe it is. Yeah, probably, <laughs> we probably won't know anything for a little while. It's a uh, hip contusion. Little little hip contusion. I think he'll be fine. Uh, Paul George again. Man, Paul George has been so good. He's nearing like a an NBA record for five made threes in consecutive games. He yeah. Had, he was six of nine from three. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> super nice. Very I wish nice. you knew what that meant, but uh, Patrick Patterson <laughs> He played 21 minutes, and it's because Billy, 
I don't know if Billy like didn't realize it in the Cavs game or not. Absolutely, but, but he felt got like that. But he got to the end, and like one of the, the first things that he said in the press conference was, "I didn't know. I, I Stephen Adams cannot play that many minutes. Like, yeah. he should not play forty two. And he also said at the same time he says we need to get Patrick Patterson on the floor more. And he, he makes the offense work better. Like yeah, he's. He played ten minutes in that game, and maybe if they played him twenty-one minutes, they they could have maybe they could have won that game just because his passing just gets the offense going. That was one thing that they were lacking in that game for sure. Yeah, and they really lost that Cavs game right there at the beginning of the fourth. Yeah, right because I think they're up, they're down four, so they climbed back and got down four going into the fourth. Yep, and the Cavs came out, and I mean I think it was maybe Jordan Clarkson, which I didn't get to talk, and that was a really. Number one is that was the Cavs loss wasn't a loss that I was just like, oh, the idiots. Like, what? You know, I yeah. didn't freak out after that loss because yeah. I thought it was just a really good game by the Cavs. I thought it was a really good game where if a couple things bounce the right way, like the Thunder are like right there at the end. Like Larry Nance had, uh, I don't remember if it was one or two really important two. tip outs, but he had yeah. the one that he tipped out to Jordan Clarkson in rhythm Immediate to knock three. down that three. Mm-hmm. That that was, the, that was the one that really put the game that out. That was killer. And then, you know, they still had a chance where Thunder down five and Russ gets that steal and yeah. Abrinas, you know, which that's a hard shot when you're like, hey, you, we haven't given you the ball all game. <laughs> you hit these enormous threes. You shot and, it once. Yeah, and so, yeah. but but Abrinas, if he had hit that, they're within two. And so it's, they were there the whole time. They didn't give up. Like, it was a, that was a really... Say it. Fun game. It was a really fun oh. game, and you know what? You uh, have fun and losses. The majority of our of our listeners thought so too. It did some polls. Even though it was a loss, was last night's game fun? Sixty two percent yes. Uh, even though OKC were at this time four and six in their last ten, have you been having more fun than you were earlier in the season? Seventy five percent. Yes. yes. Terrence Ferguson came in at the end of the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies game, hit some big and He has shots. accepted that, it. That layup, that layup he made yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Because they needed it. Like, the Grizzlies were on a run. Badly. And then he hit that huge three in the corner. And Ferguson, but that's what he's going to, that's what he's going to give you. Inconsistent. Yeah. Let him run some minutes there with the second squad. But he was kind of playing with the starters in some sense. And then he, they subbed yeah. Ferguson out for Ray Felton right when Ferguson was, like, getting in some sort of rhythm. They're like, all right, put in Felton. And then Felton comes in. And then about 30 seconds later, they sub Felton out for Jeremy Grant, yeah. which is kind of what Billy's been going to with the finishing lineup with Jeremy Grant. He loves Jeremy Grant. Grant's been good, man. He has been good. Yeah. I You know, I, there's he even made a he made a really really nice pass at the end of that Grizzlies game yeah. too. Where in the world did that come yeah, from? Like, where know. did the passing come from? I don't know. He had some good passes in that Cavs game too. He did. I don't. I don't understand it. He's just I developing, don't, man. Don't understand it. You, it's yeah. It's funny to look at this team now and then think about like not the fun scale necessarily, but <laughs> you think of the way they started the season, the first twenty five games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This sounds like the, I mean, they, the direction you're going. If they're playing the way they play right now, the first 25 games, which I get, like, this is a weird hypothetical that you can't really put out there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably go, gosh, 18 they, and 7. They probably only lost 20 games yeah. by this point. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and they're, you know, and I know they're 4 and 6 over the last 10. But, man, some of those are some weird losses. And yeah. the Dre thing really kind of, I think they've recovered quite a bit from it. I mean, I don't think yeah. they're as good, but they're, I think they not hemorrhaging as much as they were. 
And I think a large yeah. part of it is, and you remember the Thunder last year too, when Cantor went down, they lost two, I think, out of three. When Vic went down, they lost three out of four. Like they just have those moments where they they go backward whenever they get these big injuries. And I think it's yes. justifiable. Uh, yeah, and some people are that don't understand Andre Robertson's value are like, how can how can this one guy who can't even shoot impact the team this much? It's like, well, it's probably because he's been the best defender in the NBA all season. Well, and, and somebody made this comment. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, take those Warriors teams, not the Durant Warriors teams, the two Warriors teams before, and take Draymond Green off the floor. Yeah. It, every player affects every player on the court. Yep. That's why yeah. there's players like Terrence Ferguson. Like, even if you have, like you were talking about with Mikey Barra, even if it's the top four of our guys, Russ, PG, Mello, and Steve, even though those four are the best guys, you put Terrence Ferguson out there, and that's a bad lineup now because of one, mm-hmm. just what one person can do to affect everyone else. Yeah. That's how it works. Team yeah. sport. That's what basketball the, idiots. What's, what's been nice, though, I will say this. Freaking is the first morons. time when Dre was out before, Paul George's defensive, and I don't know his numbers, yeah. stupid. but his defense <laughs> slipped so dumb, pretty substantially the first stint that Robertson was out. Right. Now, it feels like PG is not as down as a defender as he was. Like I think he's still been really good. He's deflecting all over the place and getting tons of steals. He's great so, in that Warriors game. He was. He was really, really good. Just but he's still just so active. Um, anyway, I, I think he's in my mind the leading candidate for the defensive player of the year. But of course, I watch one team exclusively. So yeah, I think Horford, Joel Embiid, yeah, are probably Celtics the other are taking team. a step back too. Though it's kind of nice. Yeah, I know. What's the, is Horford just getting love lately from people or what? Well, they've been the best defense all season, and so. Meh. Who's he's probably the biggest contributor to that. Uh, so the Thunder have available. The Thunder have twenty three games left. I to differ <laughs> on their schedule. And then in the first twelve after the All Star break, they play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams below five hundred. Yikes! So either I mean I don't know if that's a good thing for the Thunder because they suck against those teams, but they've got to step up and win those games yeah. because the last. 11 games, they play one team below 500. So then they have to go 17 and 6 to end to have a 50 game season. Yeah. It's going to be then they have Then they have to win. Here's those. their last 11 games. And Alex and I talked a little bit about this Toronto, Boston, Miami, Portland, San Antonio, Denver, the Pelicans, Golden State, Houston, Miami, Memphis. Ooh, ouch. Mommy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I was betting right now, I'd say the Thunder finish that with that Seven, you think yeah 15 17 and 6 yeah that's pretty bold that's pretty bold i just think they're good man yeah i think, I think good when they're challenged i think when they want to do something i think that's the whole difference it's been the difference the whole season is when they yeah. want to play hard they play hard true and even mellow saying like you know we know that after all-star break we have to really engage lock in which is like infuriating yeah but I think there's that's I mean I think that's there's something, something to it. There's something yeah. to it. Well, and if you think about it, all they really need to do is re- they could go on another win streak like they had before. Right? Yeah, they could th- have another eight nine game win streak, and sure. then they can just play how they have been playing, and you might still end up seventeen. If six. you win, if you win ten out of the next twelve, right, that yeah. puts you at forty three and twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So you have seven games to win that you know out of the next ten. Sorry, eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, and they're yeah. I mean, this is a good team. They're ninth in offense right now. They can seventh beat, in defense, sixth in net rating. They can beat Miami. They can beat. I mean, they can beat everybody. On they can schedule. beat anyone. Yeah, yeah. They can. So, I don't know. I'm. I'm not as. And, and they also, you know, historically, I could also see them going like four and seven over the next eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And then finishing like eight out of <laughs> the last ten. You know? Yeah. Uh, I have a game. Ooh, uh, it's a mid-season Thunder Stats game. Okay, okay, Luke's gonna win. So I'm gonna ask you questions about this team. Starting with Russell Westbrook leads this team in turnovers with 260 turnovers. Who are the next? Who are in the next four? Who are the top five in turnovers? Paul George. Paul George. 152. Is he number two? He's number two. Mello, Steven Adams. Steven Adams is third, 83. Mello wow. is fourth. And then Felton. And Ray Felton, 55. Very good. Good game. My man. Steven Adams and Jeremy Grant are tied for first in blocks at 52. Who is third in blocks on this team? I'm going to say Houston. Nope. Russ. Nope. Paul George. Nope. Andre. Nope. Don't tell me it's melons. Sweet melons. Sweet melons. Is it? 37 blocks on the season. <laughs> he, he does this weird blocks, too. The one he had against Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Where he just, like, windmill swiped it. I they're, don't know what he did. They're does. below the chest blocks. They are. It really is. It's oh, okay. Because I was like, I don't think I remember. Or, like, weird fingertip blocks. Yeah. That. It still counts. He does count. count. Just uh, ref, that was fingertip. Russell Westbrook leads this team with 593 assists on the season. Who among the players of 500 minutes or more played are at the bottom? Jeremy uh, Grant. No. Abrinas. Abrinas is third to the from the bottom. Sweet Melon. Sweet Melon is not. Oh, good. In this category. Who uh, has played that? Jeremy much? Grant. Jeremy Grant has already been said, and the answer is still no. <laughs> Uh, Adams? Nope. Tupat? No. Who has played 500 minutes for this team? I know. Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson with the least amount of assists of players that have played 500 minutes or more. He's with played 11. 500 minutes? Yeah. I mean, really? 11 assists. One more. You got to think, though, over like 100 games, that's five minutes a game. Yeah. yeah. Houston? Josh Houston, 14 assists on the season. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst stat I could throw out. Yeah. No, but games. you know, I, Jay, I'll say, the math works. The math worked. Checks I didn't want to quite Just out. think of all the true. stuff you've done for 500 minutes. All right. You guys have one shot at this, so don't screw it up. Give Love me the sessions. top three players in total rebounds, and you have to get the order correct. Top three players in total rebounds, you have to get the order correct. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. Luke, do it. Steven Adams. And You got it wrong. You guys, he had one shot. That was it. For real? Oh. Yeah. Is Russ ahead of him? Oh yeah. Okay. Can I can I go one more time? <laughs> no. Go please. Uh, Russ Adams. Wrong. Paul George. Mellow. No. Dang. Russ Adams. Mellow. Russ Adams. Mellow. Dang. Huh. Yeah. Sweet melons. <laughs> Stephen Adams has two hundred and eighty-three total offensive rebounds on the season, which is just insane. Who is second, and how many offensive rebounds does he have? Two, two eighty-three. Sweet melons. No, no, Russ, Russell. Uh, Just take a guess. Eighty-four, ninety, ninety-eight offensive rebounds Dang. to two hundred and eighty-three. How many offensive rebounds does Steve have against the Cavs the other night? Twelve. 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 Yeah, he's a monster. W. T. Frick. 
Yeah. Okay. OKC has been terrible from the free throw line this season. I think there's 29th in free throw percentage. How many games is that, by the way? Just real. I mean, how many games would we have won if they shot a normal percentage? I don't want to talk about that. That's too sad. We have 60 games right now, baby. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) Okay. Who are the top and bottom three in free throw percentage on the team? Minimum 20 attempts. So give me your top three. Steven. Steven Adams in in the top? No, I thought you said bottom three. I said top and bottom. We'll start with the top. So top, Paul George, number one. No. No, that's not fair. So how many attempts? 20. 20. Minimum 20. Abrinas. Abrinas is second, 87%. Hmm. He's taking Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson, number one, ninety percent. He's missed one or Paul, two. <laughs> Paul, yeah. yeah, he's taken twenty. Paul George, eighty exactly. percent from the line this season. That's who, good. Who are the bottom three? God, Houston. No, Grant. Has he not shot twenty? Jeremy Grant is the third from the bottom, sixty-four percent from the line. Steve. Stephen Adams is second, fifty-seven percent from the line. Hmm. The worst. With a minimum of 20 attempts. Oh, yeah. Robertson. Done. Andre Robertson, oh, yeah. 31% yeah. from the free throw line this season. Good Lord. Good job. Wow. Do you, do you think you could do better than that? I don't know. Today. I mean, I mean, I think I could, but like put me like on a real NBA floor and like in front of a crowd. Like, right. I don't know. I have yeah. a question. Since we're talking about this, you know, we do the half court shot at the game. Yeah. But before you do the free throw challenge to yeah. see who yeah. may- did you guys think more player, more people like had shot basketballs more in their life? <laughs> yes, I have there are some never, people I'm like, that guy's never touched a basketball. It, I feel like that's every time. But it's, so, people it's so different, though. Like being put in front of that crowd on that court is so different than just like shooting and like. Yeah, a, the hard thing though is like, gym, though. I get that when you're just missing shots, but when you like get the ball and you like shoot it so awkwardly. Oh, the, the, yeah, there are the definitely. You can tell. There are definitely some out like, there. The winner made yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other night somebody made five. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's always funny when you see the one guy that's like, oh, there's the guy that does play basketball. And he's yeah. like, you know, knocking him down. Stroking. That's what that they call it. Yeah. 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 Stroking. And he says, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many players are shooting above 35% from three on this team? Paul George won. Paul George is shooting 43%. It's insane. Is Melo shooting over 35 uh, is he not? not? No. Felton? Uh, Felton is not either? Uh, He's come back down. Uh, what, what about Alex? Ding, ding, ding. 37%. Okay. That's Houston's. not bad. Uh, no, Houston. Josh Houston. Steven Adams. Houston has made a shot I in think a he's, month. I think he's sub Ste- 30%. Steven Adams. Andre Robertson. Hold on. Shut up, Taylor. Peter <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man. Jeremy Man over 37? Yeah. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson. Ding, ding, ding. I'm just naming all of the worst three points. Uh, yeah. Daniel Hamilton. Hold on. Uh, hold on, hold on. Dakari, only, Dakari Johnson. PJ, PJ Dozier. There's only three. So who was it? We said Patrick Patterson, Mark Bryant. Paul George, and Abrinas. Yep. Mello and Felton are shooting 34, though. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. Okay. <clears throat> come on. Who has played more minutes at small hey, forward? Can we just talk about how that's, that's pretty good for Patrick Patterson. He's good, man. Yeah, he's good. But I his love. overall field goal percentage is like it's below that percent, isn't it? He's missed like every shot at the rim this season. I think it's below thirty-seven percent overall. Yeah, it sucks. Did, else did, you, did you just say that's a boner? That's that's a bummer. That's what what's up, Andrew? <laughs> what was the next one? 
<laughs> Who's played more minutes at small forward, Carmelo Anthony or Jeremy Grant? Grant. <clears throat> give me. You have to give me an answer. Carmelo. Yeah, Mello. And for you two, ding, ding, ding for Jay. Yeah, ding, ding. Really? Jay, oh. <laughs> nice Jeremy ding, Grant ding. has played 18% of his minutes at small four. That's so bad. Why? Guess, guess how many minutes Mello has played at small four this season? One. Zero percent of his minutes at small four. He has not wow. played a minute. Shout out to Billy D on that one. Sticking up. Except for not because Jeremy Grant, if Melo doesn't deserve to play three, Jeremy Grant most definitely does not well, deserve to play three. defensively is why he plays out there. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess that's the only way it would be either because Grant and Melo share time yes. a lot. Okay, yes. That makes he sense. He can guard the perimeter. Melo cannot, cannot. And that's why he doesn't. Uh, all right. It's a big boner. You think Melo's still having a good Stop. time here? Stop. <laughs> what? You think Melo's still having a good time? Yeah, he's great. Is he fun in the locker? He's the best. He's the very best. Not even close. He's the very best. He's funny. Uh, okay, who has a higher PER, Carmelo Anthony or Jeremy Grant? Oh, Grant. Mello. Grant. It's got to be Mello. It's Jeremy Grant. No. 14.6, Mello 13.8. Who has a higher VORP, Carmelo Anthony or <laughs> Terrence Ferguson? <laughs> We remind me. Don't what, tell me. Don't you remind me. This, will, you, will you remind me Carmelo. again? Will value, you remind me again? What? Value over replacement player. <laughs> and and who are the people that we get to choose from? Terrence Ferguson or Carmelo Anthony. I'm okay, real quick. Uh, Terrence Ferguson. Who is he? What do you mean? Like, which guy is he on the floor? Which guy is he on the floor? Like, I just kind of know that there's a bunch of guys. Who is he? Right. Who is he? I'm not Who's sure Terrence? what you mean. <laughs> Just trying to go further. He's just into joking, man. Just joking, man. <laughs> it's just it's uh, a joke. I've got a well value over replacement player <laughs> seems unfair because I guess Terrence Ferguson because nobody replaces him when he's out there. I guess I don't uh, know. I'd say Carmelo. He's un- unreplaceable. Like you're you're setting me up to replaceable. No, Terrence Ferguson has a higher warp than Melo does this season. Yeah. Oh, come on. Negative 0.2 for Ferguson, negative 0.7 for Carmelo Anthony, who has the lowest warp on the Thunder. Is that the is that good or bad? That's bad. bad. Oh no. Okay, so let me let me give you some <laughs> sweetness on this, okay? Oh, I think the other part of that probably is the fact that he's the only that's the only position that we have like decent like bench at as well, right? Like He's being replaced. He's being replaced by a guy in Patrick Patterson or Jeremy Grant. No, what he's what the value of a replacement player is if you just replaced him with just the average average dude, uh, would things be okay, better? Okay, okay. And the answer is what the numbers say. Yes. Oof. Hey, that's good to know that I don't have a clue what that stat means. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so weird. When that's I saw, so not real. When I saw that he was last, do you think on the that's team. real? Uh, no, because I love him. I love him so much. Uh, yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> no, because I love him. <laughs> who has a higher three point percentage? Who has the higher three point percentage from the corner, Patterson or Brinus? Patterson. Brinus. Patterson. Brinus. Good. Forty two percent from the corners oh, this Smokey season. Joe. They got to get him more shots. Patterson. Thirty nine percent. Yeah, they do. Like he can't he can't shoot three shots because if he he only got three shots Stop. he only got three shots against the Cavs. Yeah, right. Really, he only had one shot. And the two shots the were that last second, like literally last the second last three. second one, and then the and then the super awesome one that everybody's so mad that he missed. Yeah, you were at the game, weren't you, Taylor? The Cavs game? Nope. I did watch it though. I was there. I felt terrible that night. 
What's wrong? I just like just need, needed to leave. I don't know. I just felt awful. After well, the do you game? think it's altitude sickness? From sitting up in Cloud <laughs> City. being way up. Just, <laughs> they have oxygen yeah, tanks up there. I was throwing up a lot. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. Uh, last one. Who's shooting better from three to ten feet? Russell Westbrook or Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. Has to be Jeremy Grant. It's Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant shooting 27% from three to ten feet. Russell Westbrook shooting 24% from three to Are ten feet. Are you kidding feet. me? Oh, my god! Not gosh. kidding. Not kidding. I wonder if you took out the first 25 games, like how much, how many of these stats shift? Well, I mean, they probably do. You know, like, because Russ has been way better at the rim. He was like 13% like through the first 20 games. Yeah. Well, in three to 10 feet, he doesn't seem to be taking his jumpers there anyway. He doesn't take a lot of shots there. Yeah, but so that's layups primarily, right? Like missing at the rim. No, no. That's zero to three feet. Three to to 10. Those are like. like. Paint paint twos in the paint. Yeah. And the paint twos. Did you see Steven Adams hit that push shot from like twelve yeah. feet out the other night? And didn't yeah. even think about it. I couldn't think I was gonna I was wanting to ask him about it, but I couldn't think of how to phrase it and then Hey man, was how over. was that push shot you shot from twelve feet? Hey, the the shot where you go <laughs> um <laughs> you were you were farther away on that one. <laughs> I mean, he would giggle and they'd be like, oh, it's just part of what I do, man. Or yeah. he'd be like the, and the thing What's is, like, you, you think so hard to, like, come up with questions. And then, like, you know, you're just going to get a terrible answer from yeah. almost everybody. Most yeah. And Steve, like, in particular, just blows off, like, any any question that's kind of like, hey, how can I pump you up a little bit? Right. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just doing what I do, man. Yeah. If you ask him something that he Mate. did well, then he won't give you a good answer. If you nope. ask him something that he did poorly, you're like, hey, what happened on those those rebounds from, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Lair Nance. Lair Nance. Like what happened there? Like, did you ask him that? Or yeah, I didn't. Him? Somebody else did, and he like gave a long answer. He's like, "I sucked." He's like, "I should have blocked." Boxed you should him just out make it your deal way. where every time you show up, you just have like some really critical question for Stephen Adams. Yeah, like some specific moment. I noticed at the you know seven minute mark in the third quarter that there's <laughs> and this then guy got like, a box yeah, out. Like, what was? Why yeah. didn't you get in front of that guy? What was going through your head in that moment? I mean, he. <laughs> He's like, I know, I know what you mean, man. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't I just wonder eventually if it would turn into that. <laughs> like the 17th game in a row where you've asked this very specific critical question. He's just like, all right, man, what, what's the deal here? And then what if the Thunder see the value in that and they want to hire you as his life coach? Or he goes, hey, your questions are really miffing me off. Yeah. And you're like, hey. You hey, Steve you is losing a lot of confidence from your questions. Yeah. Evan. We're <laughs> gonna have to get you. Did you see the picture of him with the guitar in his yeah. bed? Yeah. Who took that picture? I think he did. I don't think so. I don't know. It looked like I just wanted to think. There's like it's like best friends <laughs> over him. Like maybe it's the GF. Dre. Maybe it's GF. Dre on crutches. I don't think he has a GF. Because it seems he like does. those two are. He does. Like yes. Oh, lucky lady. I met her. She's uh let's talk about the all-star break so the all-star game is this weekend huh nothing oh yeah we need to do that before, before we talk about all-star let's talk about the all-stars in our life who is it luke who is it talking about anthem that's right anthem ooh, brewing ooh. big thanks to everybody that came out to anthem brewing last thursday night well we fun. it felt like it was a month ago what we hope yeah, more than real. anything is that when you come out to our live pond is that you get a sweet taste of some delicious Anthem beverages, but also you get a sweet taste for an awesome tap room. That's true. For real. With good people. Incredible. That's true. 
And uh, there's no better place to do that than Anthem Taproom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Tell us about their Pappy Burleson, please. Their Pappy Burleson is, that just came out. Um, it is a very good beer. <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> That's to actually do this. exactly exactly the definition of this. it. Is a it is a burl bourbon barrel aged wheat wine ale. Okay, <laughs> it's very good. It's ten percent alcohol by volume, so it'll give you a kick in the pants in a good way. Ooh, <laughs> That's right. Okay. I had some, and it was very good. Got some cans to take home, um, so I can experience it at home. And then at the tap room, you can get their peach Pappy Burleson, which is like their their uh, you know special oh. twist on uh, the classic Pappy Burleson, <laughs> and it's only available there. You can get it in growlers, um, and it is very good. Um, it is good. And and the the other thing is that when you go there, the, you just ask like what they have there that's only there, and you know there's gonna have mm-hmm. be stuff that um, when like we we were there they had a raspberry coffee stout that was just awesome and unlike any beer I've ever had and I loved it, so that's what I would suggest when you go there see what they have that's kind of special and that's the thing that you get at the tap room. I mean, obviously you can go to uh, around town. Uh, liquor stores and pick up Pappy Burleson. You can pick up the golden one. You can pick up Earl Burroughs and they're going to be great. Arjuna. Arjuna, exactly. But when you go to the tap room, get, get one of the special ones there. Yeah. At Got least there. try, at least, and, and then if you just want, want to try it, you can just have a little taster and, and see if you like it. Taste around. Pick which one you want. Very go good. for it there. Man, that was, I feel like I was with you inside the tap room. Ah. <sighs> It's the best. I really do like it. <laughs> yeah, and it's and fun. it's and it's you're there when you're there, like it's a bar, but you look around and you're in the tap room where yep. they're making it there. Yeah, tons so it's of a tons really of cool seating. atmosphere. And they've got some big kind of picnic I don't know what those tall picnic tables, I guess. Yeah. They got a lot of space. So if you want to go hang out, live music, yeah. they've got tons of things going on every week. It's cool. So go check it out. Let's talk about the all star break games thing quickly i don't want to spend a lot of time on this i uh, we don't spend a lot of time on it i love all-star weekend okay so let me ask a question that i don't know the answer to so tonight is the rising stars right yes rookies and sophomores yeah is ferguson in that no Terrence Ferguson? I don't know. No. Norlitz, <laughs> Norlitz guy. I mean, he's played a lot of minutes. People is, know who yeah, he is. Yeah, but it's first yeah. and second year players, the, though. And so this rookie like, class is, is just stacked. freaking incredible. And, and like Ferguson, Embiid is Donovan, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Kuzma. Oh, my goodness. Donovan Mitchell. He's so good. He Is he going to win rookie of the year? He's a star. He should win it. And Ben Simmons will, though. Maybe. I don't know. He's... Jalen Brown. Donald no, not Jalen Brown. Brown. Uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Markel Man, Fultz. There have been some really... <laughs> Markel Fultz has been really... The Sixers uh, have ruined him. It's it's the worst. It's, it's the sad. worst. They've I, ruined him. I don't get I don't get it. And don't, no one gets it. I've read so much on it. Literally no one Reporters are just like... Have videos of him like he's Bigfoot. It's, just like shooting like... It's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> blurry, like grainy well, Here's my question with that. Here's my question with that. Why in the world... Would, so they, they don't... They open up practice for like the last 10 minutes or whatever, and they're just shooting around. Why in the world would you let Markel Fultz shoot during that yeah, time? Yeah. What are you doing? What yeah. in the world? You just say, hey, Markel, listen. Like, we understand that things are not going well for you, so please don't even touch a basketball while the reporters are here because they're going to shoot a video of you and things are going to get really bad for you. And he's like 19 he's, years old. He's like, what in the world are they doing? His shooting range, they said, like in this past week, is like one to two feet. Yeah. 
he was good in college. That dude could. Well, he was the number one pick, dude. Without a question, majority of people who evaluate the draft said it was the one of the clearer number one picks. There there were very few people that thought that said that he shouldn't go number one. And dude, and every scout and team evaluates these guys to death. And so something happened between draft night. And now that like jacked up a shot, and they say it's all mental, which is almost yeah. impossible to get over. You know who did it? Not the Sixers. It was Danny Ainge. He did it. Was it he when he tra- when he traded him? Yeah, when he well, he traded that pick, and he's like, "I'm going to screw up Marco Fultz. I'm going to get him this shooting coach who's going to want to change his shot. That's I'm perfect. Screw up Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. Like Danny Ainge is there's scary, a curse. Man. There's a he's curse. Scary. I mean, I really wanted Marcus Smart from them, but if he was traded to Oklahoma City, Marcus Smart, He'd be prob- he would be in a wheelchair by the time he got here because Danny Ainge just curses guys. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I'm terrified. He's a witch. How's Jay? I haven't been paying attention. Is Jay Crowder playing any better than Utah yet? He's fine. I mean, he's he's not great. Uh, let's talk about the dunk contest. Oh, the, the, you mean the Verizon slam dunk contest? Yes. Sponsored I, by the Verizon. I hate the way that it's scored. Do they still do it where they have like five guys like Shaq and a bunch of guys that just hold up numbers? Yeah. What else are you supposed to do? I just, I don't know. I hate that. It's dunking. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I don't know how you'd like, <laughs> I just hate it. Technically score. That's it. how they've always done it. Uh, Victor Oladipo, Donovan Mitchell, who we were talking about and we're in love with Larry Nance Jr. And Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, who y'all got in the slam dunk contest? I think I have Dennis Smith Jr. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Give me Donovan Mitchell all freaking day, all every day. The dude, he's a powerful dunker. He's got the personality. Yeah, he's, he's got the charisma. Yes. No way. Larry Nance Jr. See, I just don't know about these guys that are bigger yeah. and how they'll do. Yeah. It I doesn't mean, look I just know good. Larry Nance Jr. still has my favorite like in game disrespectful dunk, dunk yeah. in the history of the NBA. Yes. On, on, on teammate. On Brooke Lopez. Teammate Brooke Lopez. Ex teammate. Oh, ex teammate now. Yeah, I forgot. He got traded. Durr. Durr. Anybody, uh, anybody yeah, else could, interest you? I mean, Vic, obviously. Vic will be fun. But. Yeah, but the first time he was in it, he disappointed. He missed a lot of dunks the first time he yeah, was yeah. in it. I just hope it's, in, I hope it's fun. <laughs> Enjoyable. Just looking for, Last year was not very just good at all. Looking for enjoyment. I Nothing know. will be better than that Zach Levine, Aaron uh, Gordon, Aaron Gordon. Oh, that, that was, was I remember, I don't know if I was, I guess, yeah, so I was watching it live when Vince Carter. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's over. Dude, it was... You watched him... And I, I'll say this. You can say whatever you want to about Jordan Dominique Wilkins. Without question, Vince Carter is the best dunker in the history of the game. I think you're right. He's amazing. I think uh, you're Did right. he He's ever dunk over a Kia? He dunked over a seven-foot man. French man. <laughs> Wasn't he French? In oh, an was, actual yeah. game. Uh, was that man a car? I I still prefer Dion to invented dunks to uh, anything Vince Carter's ever <laughs> done. Though. The truth where it's like that may not actually go in. He oh, like man. barely gets over the rim. <laughs> yeah. That's like mellow dunks now though. Too. I love mellow dunks. Oh, mellow Give dunk. me mellow all day. Like if you had a team of five mellows right now, it's all I want to watch. Yeah, they'd win twenty games and it would be awesome. Seriously, mellow is so much more lovable than I thought. Than I even thought he would be. He's the man. He really. Phil is Jackson the is the worst. The worst <laughs> worst he tried to trade chris Stapps. he just made mellow feel so terrible about he didn't really try to trade chris. he was like well he we'll give you chris Stapps for everything right, you right, have right. plus yeah. every but to ever. leak to say to the media hey stupid i'll look i'll trade him you idiot uh three-point contests here are the participants oh you mean the jbl three-point contest? yes sponsored by 
Shibble. Is that JBL like the speakers? I think so. I think Probably. so. Uh, Eric Gordon, Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, Wayne Ellington, Kyle Lowry, Tobias Harris, and our own Paul George. Hey, you know who I don't see winning it? Tobias Harris. Paul George. Why? I just I, think, I don't think his shot works for this. Yeah, he's not good at shooting a basketball into a hoop. No, 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 It's the way – it's just different. You have to be quick. You have to you have, have to be a quick, quick release. He's a little more deliberate. Like when KD did it. Like KD didn't win. KD's an incredible shooter. Not as good as Paul George. KD never shot 43% oh, no, with the right. Thunder. <laughs> never. Wow. Okay. Paul George is better than KD. So the guys I think are my – I mean the top <laughs> four I think without question are the ones that I would say have the best chance. Devin not as good a shooter though. I'm, I'm. I mean, Devin Booker, he may get hot and win it, but yeah. I, he's not as good a three point shooter as any of these guys. I, Clay it's Tom- hard for me not to think Eric Gordon again. I feel like Eric Gordon's gonna Clay or Eric Gordon or Brad Beal or probably or Wayne Ellington. Like, there's always like these random like Daquan right. Cooks yeah. that yes, win yes. the three point contest. Wayne Ellington kind of screams that, but it'd be cool if You're, Paul George won it. Wayne Ellington screams, "I'm Daquan Cook." <laughs> Alex Spears <laughs> talking about the three point contest they had. Yeah. In the Thunder practice when KD made it. I love that. Did you hear that? Yes. Twenty that. Russ made twenty six. Yeah. Twenty six three pointers. And he had and he had two balls well, to go. Twenty six points. Twenty six points. Yeah, 26 26 points. points. Oh, yeah. And he didn't and he didn't finish. Go he had two balls stupid. left. It's awesome. Uh that's the most rust thing ever. So the last one, the Taco Bell skills challenge. Who cares? You don't like Taco Bell skills? I've got yeah. <laughs> Luke's got I've got Taco, Taco Bell skills. skills. So I got one where I throw here. I have three. I have three guys that I think will be in the finish. Okay, Lou Williams. Yeah, like this screams Lou Williams. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, and then Jamal Murray, who I freaking you just picked all the guards. Yeah, I don't know why bigs are in this. Joel Embiid. It's fun. Buddy Heald, Lou Williams, Andre Drummond, Al Horford, Larry Markkinen. Spencer Dinwiddie, Jamal Murray. Do you know, wasn't uh, their skills challenge final with DeMarcus Cousins and Russell? Boogie. That was fun, man. The boogie. Uh, Al Horford also probably will be. He's just so slow compared to these guys. Hey, he's deliberate, intentional. Just like every husband you would want. Am I wrong? (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Am I wrong to think Jamal Murray has been... Like really amazing. good. No, he's been. Really he's amazing. Good. Yeah, he's really, really good. Like, what a great find for the Nuggets, man. He's a lottery pick. Well, I mean, I'm saying, like, yeah, but people also drafted a lot of crappy lottery picks. I just think Jamal Murray. I did not. Yeah, know he's, he's good. And he good. was like so young. He was one of the guys. He was like Devin Booker. Like, came out that young from yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. And- the Nuggets also traded Donovan Mitchell for Trey Lyles. Oh yeah, that Ooh. was so bad. Great find by the Nuggets. Yeah, the Ooh. Nuggets. I don't even know why they like. I guess. <laughs> so they don't think they need him because they have Gary Harris, right? Trade. Well, you still I, just get him. Yeah, but they had like a hundred power forwards on their team too. Yeah, true. And they just signed Paul Millsap and then drafted. No, I guess it, they drafted and then got Paul Millsap, which is the, unnecessary. They already had Wancho. They had Fareed. I mean, oh Wancho. They were going to three sign Mason Plumley. Anyways. Cool. Let's do some TQs. Uh, Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at our Warren Beck, who says, Abrinus, Houston, Ferguson have been really inconsistent. Do you think it would help if Billy D developed a more consistent rotation at the two guard spot? Does it feel like he's already trying to do that? Uh, Shout out to Warren who came to the live show good dude uh 
and I don't his think papa. it. Yeah, it doesn't feel <laughs> and his papa and his papa. It doesn't feel like he is trying that he has any sort of rhythm with any of those guys yet. Uh, and it may be because the Thunder are waiting to sign somebody that may be available. Uh, but they they don't have any like clear solution for every game. If if it were me, what I would do is I would just start Josh every game and try to establish a defensive intensity and then bring in a Brinus and try to get him shots and a rhythm because he's not getting shots with the starters. I think that you get him shots when he's playing with uh, Paul George Ray and Felton. Steven Adams and Ray Felton. I absolutely agree. Like that's what didn't make any sense, especially against the Cavs, which I guess you, I mean, I guess you think that Brinus can stand on the floor because it's just JR or whatever, yeah. but man, JR went off and he, he especially went off he early. Did. Like yeah. put Houston's out there, establish your defensive mindset and then let a Brinus play with the backups. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like I get trying to get like a Breenis was really good against the Grizzlies. And then, he, you know, like he was playing well, but then you just threw it all away by putting him out there and having him run with the starters. But it's also, you know? we also talk about how it's like, yeah, Breenis doesn't seem like he's that good, but look at the lineup data and the lineups are better when a is in it. And then when that happens, then we're like, why would you play a Breenis with this group? But, but oh, I like a week Abrinas. ago, we said a should play with that. Group. I like a with the group. I just don't. Not I mean, start just, is all I'm just saying. that they've been this the most unthundery thing ever to flip flop. It has been the starting it lineup. Uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if anybody good will be bought out. I guess we have a question later that talks about yeah. that. But uh, only time will tell. Only time. Do you know that if they sign Tony Allen, he's going to like start and pay twenty seven minutes? No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just s- that'll be like the most like Randy Foy, Derek Fisher, fart and throw up. Throw up? How do you say that? Fart and throw. Oh, that fart, sounds good. Fart throw. Up, f- throw farts. Next one, please. <laughs> okay. Next Twitter question comes from at Drew J Taylor, who wants to know why does a player like PG go nuts in the first half, hitting five of six from three, and then only get five shots, two threes in the second. It seems like the Thunder need better discretion in the second half and find guys more when they're hot. Is this an ego problem? I mean, it's a Westbrook. It's one of Westbrook's issues for sure is that he tends to look for people early. And I think you could say the same thing for Steven Adams, that they look for Adams early and then fourth quarter, he's not getting any touches. And that's pretty similar with Paul George. Both of those guys, Paul George and Adams probably have the smaller egos of Russ. So they don't demand and those guys and they're not. They don't position themselves for the ball. They don't demand the ball. I'm sure they're not yelling in a timeout, like, give me the freaking ball. And so it takes an intentional intentionality from Russell Westbrook to get the ball yep. to those guys. And Russ That's a great word. is pretty uh <laughs> Russ has tunnel not like the actual word. Russ has tunnel vision. Like during, yeah, he does. during the fourth quarter. But I will say, like I think I think we just see some of the numbers and we don't like Paul George is still getting shots. Like so against the Grizzlies, it gets tight. They do that pick and roll that or that yeah. pick and kind of he slides through and like yeah. great one there. He also got another three option like PG hit some big shots against the Grizzlies late and you know, like it happens and there's also the reminder that teams ch- adjust. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. like and that's what you want because then when you pay more attention to Paul George, like it gets other guys at the open shots. And yeah, there's also times where Paul is just standing over there on the wing yeah. and he he's just he's standing and watching. And part of that makes you think like maybe this is a good team for him because he 
doesn't want to he's not like demanding to be that guy like he definitely he's the perfect robin man he's this he's a he's the clear number two option for this team and you know we'll we'll see how it all works out in the playoffs but i i can see it i could see this working for a long time if if Paul does choose to stay, I think he could be really. It's, really but big it's time. but it's kind of frustrating because you just want him to be able to say, "Man, I'm going nuts. Give me more balls." What's the next question? <laughs> next Twitter question comes from at Al Baby Cakes, who wants to know if you had to choose, would you rather Houston or Golden State win the title? Mm. If Houston wins, that means Golden State failed. But you also have to deal with the hardened trade times a thousand. If Golden State wins, it's what everyone expects, but you still have to deal with endless Warriors, KD, Simmons, Draymond Love. It's Golden State, and it's not even close. That's mine, too. Yeah. Mine is Houston. I say Houston. uh, Houston, I just don't think. You think that it's in... I mean, you still have to deal with the Warriors crap still. Right, and then you have to pile on the oh, you traded this guy, yeah. a ch- NBA right. yeah. champion. Oh, look at the Thunder did you the last kept, two champions because they tr- got rid of their or lost their guys. Yeah. You kept Russell Westbrook, who will never win an NBA championship. I mean, okay, I don't, I don't have any interest in hearing any of that. Okay, I'm with you. It's Golden State because that's the one that's already they've already won. They've already, already won. There. It's already in our face. Yeah, yeah, we've already. It's. And then they're like, yes, the two people who have left are the ones who have the championships. When will Russ get his? Will he ever? Never. Stay tuned for the next nine years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sit back, relax, and watch games for the next nine years. Okay. Next sort of question comes from at Bird Terrifier. It's a great name. It is a great name. Who wants to know, do you know how many open shots Anthony has taken and made? I do. Oh, you've been counting each game. I've counted every open shot. (laughs) He's taken 156 of them. Okay. Wide open. He's made 70 for 44.9%. From three, he's taken 125 and has made 53 and is shooting 42.4% on wide open threes. That's good. Yeah. Pretty good. And you know, the thing is, he's he's so used to shooting over four guys, not zero guys. So he's actually better when he's double teamed is what he has told us. So personally, the numbers are not showing that, but well, that's a, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Next Twitter question, right? Yeah. None of that's what Taylor just said. None of it's true. Well, (laughs) Mello told me, he told me that I brought him and. Okay, all right. Next La La some dinner. Next Twitter question comes from at Thunder Chats. Who wants to know, do you think keeping two of the big four on the court at all times is an option? Combo examples. Russ Mello. Russ Steve. PG Steve. Russ Mello. You keep Russ <laughs> you keep Russ or Paul George out there to have a playmaker at all times. You guys are a huge inspiration to me and my pod. Keep up the good work. Hey, thanks, guy. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I think that will be a playoff thing for sure. Yeah. Rotations tighten up. Regular season, mm. probably not, but that will definitely be a playoff thing. And it will be Russ and Mello will probably play primarily together to keep Mello in that power forward role. Mm. And then you can bring in, you'll have Paul George and Adams out there for stretches. Yeah. And I think you'll see a lot more. I mean, maybe Adams gets. It's hard. Adams is such a critical piece of this, but I could see them going to Grant earlier 
in order to get Adams back in there. Yeah, and that's what they've done against Golden State, mm-hmm. and it's been it's really the only time they do that. Highly right? effective. Yeah. So, yeah. and they'll do. I mean, I can definitely see them doing that against the Rockets, and you know, yeah. I don't know. I, what are the teams we we might play in which you can't? You need Steve on the floor as long as they have their big on the floor. So Capella. Yeah, I mean Capella. Capella uh, Grant can. I mean Grant can. Grant can cover similar. Really? You what, I is, what is Capella going to do that Jeremy Grant can't cover? He's a lob guy. Get rebounds and and lobs. Yeah. Yeah, but that's but that lob, can stay. But, with yeah, that. but if you can just stay between him and the gold, then you, you're not. He, worried for about me, the lob I almost threat. want Adams more against Nene than I do. Capella, yeah, Nene just the way they can, play yeah. is all I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, because Grant can stop. Grant, Grant can play a lob. You just, yeah, you just can't lose Capella. Yeah, and that's the issue, and that's where Stevens' discipline is so much better. Oh my, it's so easy to lose players on that team because they're like they well, get they get like second and third chances every yeah. possession. It seems like yeah, Capella's Capella's good. He is. He's a good guy. I think he also. I think Capella's good, but I think Capella is also most definitely the result of an incredible system that oh, helps him be. Uh, yeah, he has so yeah. much room. Yeah, if Capella was on the Magic, yeah, yeah I don't know what we think about yeah. him. Oh, oh, don't even get me started. Think about Capella on different teams. <laughs> yes. Hey, good luck <laughs> with the podcast, Thunder Chats. Yeah. All right. Hey, next Twitter question comes from at. The underscore Sternlicht, who wants to know, what would it realistically take for Thunder fans to regret they chose Westbrook over Harden? Next question. Championship, Rockets championship. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? I don't think that still makes I it. I wouldn't regret it. No, I mean, see, we would do this thing where we like talk ourselves into the fact that we'd still rather have Russell because of the person he is and all this stuff, but there'd be something in the back of uh, our minds. No. Like uh, this is, uh, this is why I don't know where we're in this question. Cause I, I even had that thing whenever Durant left. Would Kevin have stayed? If, yes. If we chose him because one, you get a whole, whole lot more in a trade for Russell Westbrook. Why are we doing this? <clears throat> and two, I want to die. Okay. Never, never, never knew Harden would be this. Uh, Even when we traded him, you did not think he would be like... Sports World CC wants wants to know or says that Paul George is shooting more threes and a higher percentage than Katie ever did in Oklahoma City. You ruined my day. Do you think Paul George and Russ are a better fit than Russ and KD? Paul George has been fire emoji lately. Yeah, we'll make up for that uh, hardened combo here. Paul George is better than Kevin Durant. Here's what I have to say. He's a better fit. I think they're, yeah, they're they're a better fit together. But like the talent level, if you stacked up the talent level, I mean, obviously Kevin Durant, yeah. Russell Westbrook is more. But I think that this Kevin is a Durant fit. and Russell Westbrook have done more together than Paul George and Russ would do together. I think we don't know that yet. Yeah, but uh, so here we don't know that yet. <laughs> will it but, feel? Will it feel really strange to say somehow we get to the finals and somehow we win this year? <laughs> will that feel like a little like? wrong or confusing oh my it will be the most it will feel very right okay 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 i'm take your emotion take your heart out of it will you start will you go back and think logically how did this not happen before this moment if we win no because you'll know because it was an injury every time yeah so number one is there's built-in reasons why they didn't win but the second thing is i think if this is the worst part about it is if the thunder would have stayed together one more year i think they were there yeah d puzzle wants to know do you guys think that when the playoffs come around, Mellow might go back to post up Mellow? Go back to what he's used to? I can see being 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No. no. I'll just say that I think that he'll be more locked in. Yep. And we'll be May- more catch and shoot yeah. mellow. So, yeah. The thing that's exciting for me is the big three, especially. Yeah. Have been pretty good at times this year together. Mm-hmm. All three of them have a history of being incredible playoff players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Paul George finds another gear in the playoffs. He was incredible. And so for me, it's like you're going to see these guys. That's why they're a horrible matchup for anybody. Yeah. You know, because Minnesota, Minnesota's good, a great regular season team. Yeah, they're good. None of them have the playoff experience combined that the the Thunder do. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is this big three is better than the big three of Durant, Russ, and Harden. I mean, yeah, at that point, I would say that they're at better. my name is Devin wants to know, and he's been asking this for a little bit. Who is the first NBA player to break 1 million a year via contract? I must know. I think it's Moses Malone. I've dug a little bit and I'm pretty sure it's Moses Malone that made exactly $1 million. Oh, the guy from the back Bible. in the eighties. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the part of the red sea. Yeah. He got paid a million dollars by God to do that. <laughs> That's a value contract. Next question (laughs) comes from at Sam underscore Mark underscore Kelly, who says Stephen Adams is now the best at posting up in the NBA with 1.13 points per possession, yet is hardly used there. His post moves can get opposing bigs in foul trouble and draw help that generates great looks for the perimeter. Should OKC capitalize more on Adams in the post? We know we need more players in the post. We meet, we need more <laughs> post points. Now I think that there are times like against the Warriors where they go to it. Yeah, and I think they did that just for fun almost. So the reason Sam that they don't go to the post more, I think in large part is because this team's entire goal is to move fast. Yeah. And so when they set up in half court, like I would like to see that probably a few times more, especially when the offense box down and especially with the second unit. Like I like if Adams is out there with that second unit, give him the ball in the post. And at least even if he's not scoring out of the post, let him, you know, work the ball inside out. It's not it hadn't been the Thunder's M.O. for ever since they've ever been a franchise. Yeah. And uh, he can do so much more than that, too. You don't want to only use Adams in the post. You want him to be upsetting screens you know, every other play or every yeah. two out of three plays. So, yeah, but you do, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. But I also think like to at least have that as part of your repertoire more totally. consistently is help would be helpful for the Thunder. Yeah. You just use him a little bit more. I don't think Sam wants to use him. Like give him like 15 no. post touches. That, a game. This is not that era. Like give him three. Nobody does that anymore. Even Joel, Joel Embiid, who's one of the better post players. Joel. He shoots a ton of jump shots. He's amazing. Like everybody's pulling away from the basket, not pulling Joel. toward it. Yeah, and that's a space issue as well, right? When your best yeah. players, for sure, when your best players' best thing he does is getting to the rim. You don't want to bog down the middle with a guy posting up. Yeah, don't want to bog down Bogdanovich. Bone dong. Okay, where uh, are you? Should we go to uh, some some enjoyable DQs? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, here, real quick, is KCP real or fake? He uh, is a person. I've seen him. He's a real Kentucky human. cried picking. I don't think that's real. I think Nate Duncan just said, well, maybe KCP would do this. I've heard of a couple of people mention oh, that. So oh. it is real. I don't know. He would have to ask for it. Uh, if, Ch- if Chad Ford mentions it, then it's going to be real. Did he? I don't know. But that's what... Uh, okay, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> All right. All right. So our next Twitter question comes from at D Tally Live, who says, 2016 was a summer of reckless spending. What have you bought 
that you now regret anything I've ever purchased on, uh, what is it called? Where it's like, it's on the internet and you pay for it and then it gets made. Amazon. No, but then it gets made. <laughs> Etsy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I just said Etsy. What? It's not that. Like it's, it's like you fund a project. Oh, uh, GoFundMe? It's like oh, that, but it's oh, the other oh, one. Yes. Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. Anything I've ever bought on Kickstarter, I hate it because I want it like right then and then I get it like two years later in the mail and, and I was not- like, I don't want this at all. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, anything what I've is ever it? Got, You're give us one example. Like I bought... I purchased a video game okay. mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. This was in, I think, 2012. <laughs> I still haven't gotten it. I don't want it. They're still developing it? Yeah. Wow. Don't want it. I'm going to get it. I don't, I don't want it. You're going to have no interest in it. Yeah. <laughs> Our interests change in about six, seven years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Same bodies, different interests. That's true. Mm. But you that's regret anything, Andrew? Uh, a few years ago, I had like this uh, Squire Telecaster that was like an okay guitar, uh, but I traded it in and spent a little money to get a all-white Strat. I was like, a month later, I'm like, no, I didn't really need to do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just paid necessary. more money for something I was okay with. Yeah. That's hanging on my wall that I play maybe like once a month. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, I, bought a, I bought a record player. And then had some records. Yeah. And I have some records, but it is, I regret it now because it's so expensive to like keep buying records to yeah. make the record player like fun. When you so, already have like Spotify. Yeah. Well, it's like, like I listen, I listen, I listen to, to any whatever moment, every song in the world. Yeah. And it's like I'm not home that much, you know? Yeah. And when I'm home, it's not like it's record playing time. Right. <laughs> well, and speaking of Spotify, we're going to be on Spotify soon. Hey, oh. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad you say that because I've thought about getting into records, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, will it's, I ever really listen to them, or will I just have them? See, and it's good and it's fun, but then you're like, I, I've listened to these records a thousand times. You, take it to, you should take it to your shop. No, because it's like I get all dirty and do it there. Yeah, yeah you yeah, have to cover it in a big yeah. bubble, and you have to change it all the every. 15 minutes Here. you have to turn it over instead you know? of doing that just play spotify and i'll come over and do this oh thank you <laughs> that's pretty good yeah <laughs> thanks cool so you'll really do that yeah i'll do that do you have kids i got uh, I'll, I'll find the time <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you thank you very much okay right. here's i uh, here's our uh, uh, jay do you have one what do you have one that you regret no, I purchased. Huh. I don't. I, I not off the top of my head. And can't part say of it is because I'm so cheap. Like I don't buy things. Like it takes me like an act of Congress for me to go and buy anything that's expensive. Oh, this. So when I buy it, like I <laughs> sounds know like it that never I happens. It. Then am like, I, I buy right? AirPods. <laughs> like the most expensive thing I bought for myself recently was like an AirPods, and I've heard they're awesome, incredible, and, and you don't regret it. No, <clears throat> I want them. I, yes, <laughs> I want them. I want them. Uh, our next. Twitter question comes from at Daniel Yurchik one who wants to know what's the appropriate number of flakes per spoon. Sometimes he gets too many flakes and not enough milk and then the flakes are dry and they start <laughs> spilling over. He was for this example. He was thinking his base is frosted flakes. Yeah, it's a good base. You don't want dry flakes. You want the milk and the flakes. Okay, here's the thing. What's what's your spoon size? Because like we have, you have like the regular size spoons, right? And then we, you got the bigger spoons. I only use the bigger spoon. I use, I'm, serious. I use the big spoons too. You got to use the big spoons. 
We're not children. And then yeah, <laughs> we got big mouths. And then it, I feel like the big spoon is gets the right amount of milk, and then I just load up as much as I can, basically. Well, and don't over don't overfill your bowl with flakes. You you have a box. If you want more flakes, you can refill later. Uh, we, we do need to talk about his milk to flakes ratio. I know what's the yeah. deal there, man. You got to go almost too much milk, right? You got to go too much milk because you can have leftover milk. Add more flakes. No, no, yeah. When you got leftover milk, drink the milk, brother. Pour it on yourself. Don't no. He said drink, drink it. Pour drink it. some sugar milk on me. <laughs> so in how the many, name of love. So like how many like love so like sessions? Six flakes. Uh, I would Seven? say five. Yeah. Mm, ah, yeah. six was way too much. <laughs> I would say five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, that's a little much. You, you don't want but one or one or two flakes outside of the milk. Yeah, I, I don't care. No, nah, I mean that's okay. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, you know, I've literally never counted the amount of flakes. <laughs> I don't think you two have either, and I think There's you're just no saying chance. numbers. Now, I think if you I think if you scooped up five flakes, you would say, oh, that's not nearly that's enough. That's not enough. True. We need 15 flakes on this spoon. I love the amount of questions that we just blaze past to get to this to one. To get like, to this. Let's now, take 20 minutes on this Here's the one. thing. I'm not, I'll, I'll say I'm not a cereal guy, but if this were how many spaghetti-o meatballs you can get on one spoon, I know that. What is it? I can get, like, five. Wait, just meatballs? Or so you can get five meatballs, but you get only five flakes? <laughs> yeah, see, well, the I meatballs, think the... the meatballs are the best part. Well, I yeah, know, but, but that is... That is <laughs> question <laughs> what we're saying is your spoon pro- when you actually eat frosted flakes you probably have more flakes on your spoon yeah even if it's in a next question from at banjo <laughs> he says she says she, she says tacos or burritos burritos baby uh, uh tacos i'm a taco guy yeah. Um, let's clarify. Where are we? Where so are we? Here's, this we're is on, a great we're on Earth, man. Just living. <laughs> my, living it up, having tacos and burritos. My immediate thought <laughs> is, so I'm in this. We stopped on the way home from Dallas the other day and found this like pretty authentic Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so they had like street tacos, yeah, taco, little corn tortillas. Yeah, just, taco mm-hmm. bueno. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Authentic. a little authentic place called Taco Bueno. Yeah, and, off uh, like May Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's it, if I can get a street taco all day over any sort of taco. Because if I do a real taco, I don't do hard hard shell. Yeah, soft shell taco is the way to go. Also, you're going to Chipotle. Are you getting tacos or burritos? I don't eat Chipotle. I don't go to okay. Chipotle either. Okay. I don't like Listeria. Kudoba. Qdoba, here's the thing. Do you I go to Qdoba? I, yeah, but I don't do the burrito. What I'll do, you do? I'll you get do a, tacos? I'll do a burrito bowl. I get a, I get a quesadilla at Qdoba. If I'm get there out of town with your quesadillas. Okay, guys. You're about to get muted because of okay. your quesadilla. It's fine, man. Hey, you know weird. who else gets quesadillas? My son. Yeah. Who's eight. Hey. Yeah. Sounds like a Yeah, good, mister. Good we're name. not children. <laughs> I put five I put five hey. flakes on a spoon and I eat quesadillas. We're Hey. Just to give it to five of me. Guys, guys, you are hurting my feelings. It's dangerously close to Blotty, too, is my favorite part. Yeah, like your little true. tie-in accident gets a little close. Honestly, I'd be offended if I were McKelly. Uh, well, that's weird. That was a stereotypical um, Italian. What's he coming in town? Is he here? Next well, let's month. talk about this not on the on the. Let's pod. talk about tacos or burritos. Oh, we're, we're not done with this. If you can McKellie. give me a Qdoba burrito, I'm good. Yeah. Everywhere else, probably tacos. You know, burritos are good. I just don't do those gigantic burritos uh, anymore. Hey, they're um, so good. Unless good. it's breakfast, then give me the burrito. Ooh, True. Yeah. And 
listen, Alex, if you're listening to this, Chick-fil-A, you don't need the salsa. Don't get burnt out because yeah. of the Chick-fil-A breakfast burrito. The salsa. Just do it without the salsa. Even without the salsa, it's no. delicious. If you're, no, breakfast burritos no, no. are salsa. All I'm trying I to think- say... All I'm trying to say is you don't have to yes, say no I to think, it because of the salsa. I think he was thrown off because you said spicy salsa. It is spicy. No, he said salsa for breakfast, but he's which to me is spicy. Like, how long you've been it's living not, in the Northwest, not, bro? You know what I do? Spicy. Dip in some Chick-fil-A sauce. Dip the uh, burrito, burrito? Breakfast burrito. Oh, next freaking question. Okay. Come you can't. I feel like that was wrong of you, Andrew. You give it that a shot. That was disrespectful. In okay. eggs? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know Do Chick-fil-A it. sauce couldn't yeah. work on literally they everything. Also have, it's, I mean, it's chicken nuggets and hash browns, and I dip my fries in Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, bro. Yeah, give man. it a shot. <laughs> you give it a shot. Let me know. Next Twitter Frosted question. Flakes Never. Chick-fil-A sauce. Never. Good. Next Twitter question comes from at Cody, son of Steve. He wants to know, what's the grossest thing you ever ate, and why did you eat that thing? Hey, can I tell you? So this is one Hold of on, the Can I tell mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Chick-fil-A <laughs> breakfast burrito with <laughs> Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Can, I, I have mine. I do like the salsa, though. It's good, too. Oh, it's so good. I had at, when, growing up, like in high school, there was, a, like at a church thing, there was a game that we played where they filled up this, like, thermos cooler yeah. with just trash and water and food and and what you had to do you had to go and get as much of it Talking in to a the straw. I don't think it was really trash. It was literally anything that they just could throw in there. Yeah, but and, it was mostly like food products. Uh w- yeah, but it was like <laughs> just make sure it's like uh it was trash. like old newspapers. I swear. <laughs> I swear it used I, tissues. It was yeah, right? And oh. so so you had to go and take get as much Paper into blades. a straw or in your mouth as possible, and then put it into a cup. And once it got to a certain line above it, you won. You won. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, we was would, at camp. Disgusting. We would, there was one time yeah. we drove like forty-five minutes to the nearest McDonald's while I was at camp, and we got a Happy Meal and threw it in a blender and made people drink it. I remember that. Kind of that sounds stuff. good. Kind of that stuff. I uh, threw up. I threw up when I did that, and it was sick, and I didn't like it. Grossest thing I've ever eaten, and this is I still bothers me now. So this is, gosh, 14, 15 years ago. Oh. We did a game where it was like you had to, it was like a relay, and you had to, like, eat something, and I got the raw onion, like, just whole raw onion. You had to oh, yeah. eat like an apple. I hate onions so much. Really? I did hate you, them. I love a raw onion. Do you really? Yeah. You'll just eat a raw onion? Yeah, just uh, you're you lying. Like Recreational. You onion. are lying. <laughs> I want my breath. I, know. I, mean, I want my breath to be sliced, fierce, sliced up, strewn about, like on your tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, I'm not doing with that things, either. but not on its own. Do you, no, like, no. Do you like okay. what? Is it the texture or is it the taste? All of the above. Really? You cook an onion though? Love it. Oh uh, yeah. Wrap it in batter and fry it. Love put it. Put it with some fajita meat. No. Uh, <laughs> really? No, wow. it's cooked. Fajita Stop messing with my meat, okay. uh, Taylor. Stop messing with Jay's meat, man. I, hey, I'm just uh, asking. The grossest thing you've ever eaten, Taylor? I really couldn't think of something. Wow. Probably uh, uh, when I was a kid, this is so boring, though, but when I was a kid, I hated fishy things. Yeah. And I just, I'll never forget the time, the first time I tried salmon, and I thought it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. That's all. Do you like salmon as an adult? Now I do. I pr- I prefer other fish, but yeah, this is. Uh, I told you this is very boring. <laughs> Snoozer. Uh, I, told I, I went nowhere. to I went to Zambia a few years ago, palette. and they have this stuff called nshima, and it's like this like cornmeal, and they like ball it up, 
and people eat it like with their hands and it's like all mushy and it's i was like i really don't want to try this but i don't want to like insult these yeah, people because yeah. i like they made it and i'm like trying to eat it and i'm like ga- like gagging <laughs> so i'm like trying to eat this have stuff. you had ethiopian oh, food it's so oh i just feel sick thinking like about it. real ethiopian yeah food? they have this like spongy bread that they eat with everything yeah i had that in washington dc and not a fan yeah that did not help me i think like out. just them like, everybody uh-oh. like grabbing it with their fingers and like mushing it around and you like have to like form it and it's just mm-hmm. like oh my that's just so gross yeah like i feel like i'm eating fingerprints right now <laughs> whoa <laughs> hey guys uh let's talk about oak love shirt company because they're great uh, there's no good transition from eating fingerprints <laughs> to our app um oklahoma shirt company is great speaking of eating fingerprints speaking of you know who doesn't eat fingerprints the guys that are girls guys and girls people they're great they're they are great people they may have great shirts they'll help you make a great shirt anything you want on it they'll hey, help you, you make know, you know what luke i found i had a buddy who needed he wanted to do something different for apparel yeah and so instead of doing a shirt like he always does <laughs> good job he uh got stocking caps and they had their logo embroidered on the front of his stocking cap oh, oh nice yeah who, oklahoma who, shirt company well, took care of that he, who, where did he go to get that done oklahoma shirt company i just said that i know they should be called they, oklahoma clothing company they, they should so oklahoma shirts anything company just oklahoma company they really do man they're awesome they uh also have the shirt of the month that we've talked about so for 10 bucks plus shipping and they help us make stickers taxes they do yeah, yeah with anything sure. they they they'll hook you up man i'm not kidding but the oklahoma shirt company they also do the shirt of the month for oklahoma and texas 10 bucks plus fees and shipping and he will, they will get you a brand new themed shirt every single month. This one is Woody Guthrie's This Land is Your Land. Ooh. And it's a cool shirt. My son wore it the other day, and I couldn't get that song out of my head. Oh, so you say they have children's sizes? They do. They do. Kids. Ooh. Babies. Great. Go check out Oklahoma Shirt Company. Um, hey, guys. I got one last question for you. <laughs> And the question is, are you miffed and are you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Hey, Taylor, we're still doing a podcast. <laughs> and I appreciate it if you'd stop doing this. I'm miffed at you right now. I'm hugging a giant this dog. This is too much. This is too much. I felt like hugging my dad. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, I was super miffed. Dad, if you're out there, Taylor, please you are- come back. <laughs> so, so done with you today Muted. um oh my word i was so miffed so this week i'm sit, i'm teaching and so first i'm this hat that i'm wearing right now i thought i lost it forever i thought it was gone it, it's like it's kevin garnettish the how far back it is on your head oh really it's probably my headphones are it's impressive that's keep not it, what i want keep it impressive uh anyways I thought I'd lost this hat forever. I couldn't find it. I thought, you know, maybe we we're at a restaurant or something. I set it down, probably gone. Ah, that sucks. Life goes on. I'm sitting there and the hat, I usually wear it like this with the little tag out, but it, I saw a hat that looked just like this on the head of one of my students. And I looked at it and I was like, huh, that looks a lot like the hat that I lost. Oh. And I said, hey, will you take off your hat and let me see it? And he was like, why? I said, take off your hat. And he hands it to me. And I said, this is my hat. 
What did he say? <laughs> he just got real nervous. It's like, you took my hat. Did you say, are you a thief? <laughs> you said, you friggin' thief. You took. Not only did he take it, and then he wore it in front he of you. wore That's it. My I know, the nuts. He just, yeah. He get, pulled the tag down. Did he yeah. get burgled? He burgled he, and. He burgled it. And he, displayed. He took it back. And he washed it, and then he wore it. He's an exhibitionist. <laughs> and I was so miffed. He's kind of impressed. Yeah. What about you guys, Luke Taylor? Uh, I had one, and I fr- I had one yesterday, and I forgot it. Yeah, it was probably a dream that you forgot. And we don't want to hear dream content. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll throw far dream content, Luke. <laughs> I don't know if I have. I'm not. I haven't been miffed or peeved. Oh wow, good. Well, uh, so I was try. I will say this about miffed and peeved. I was trying to think of one, and then I I was talking to uh, Kate about it yesterday. I was like, "What did I get annoyed about?" She was like, "I don't know. I can't remember anything." I said, "I must be very healthy, and I just let go of things." <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>